Hello and welcome into episode 65 of the Just Talk Pod with George Arjour. Today's episode is Luka Mania. Luka Doncic has arrived. Luka the GOAT. All right, he's not the GOAT. But what we did today on the podcast was pretty simple. We talked a little bit about Luka. We talked about the 76ers at the end there as news broke that the Sixers were cleaning house and firing their GM and head coach. We also ranked, this is the fun part of a podcast, the top 10 worst draft mistakes in NBA history. There's some horrible ones in there. I'm sorry, if you're a Portland Trailblazer fan, you might want to just skip through that part unless you like to torture yourself because there's a lot of torture in Portland Trailblazers history. All right, guys, that's basically what the podcast is about. As always, this was live on Twitter and Periscope at Gijarjour. Make sure you tell this. uh, Please do this. Every episode you listen to, tell three, four people about it. Be like, hey, man, you got to check out this George guy. Really funny. Really nice. Today's a little lethargic. Why? Because I got like a stuffed ear, man. I I don't have coronavirus. No worries, guys. But what happened was story time before the pod. I was at a family friend's house, great people, fantastic time. I was sitting and it started raining so damn hard and I got like, I was like, damn it. And we were sitting outside, but we, they had like this like uh, cover, right? Like uh, a tapestry. I don't even know what to call it. I'm sitting underneath it. Of course, a water bu- bubble forms, falls all over me. I act like it's no big deal because I'm tough. And I'm sitting there for like three, four hours the rest of the day soaking wet or at night soaking wet. And it's still raining. So I live in Seattle. It's windy. It's getting cold. And I'm trying to tough it out. I tough it out to one in the morning. I get in the car. The car's freezing. And man, just cold wind on my back. And now my ears plugged up a little bit. And my throat's a tiny bit sore. I'm not sick though. If you know me. I love this. My intro has become story time. If you know me, since I've been 17 or 18 years old, I've never been sick. I've gotten close multiple times. Here's a close call today. But I know how to fight it off. I'm fighting it off pretty quick. I'll be back by tomorrow almost at 100%. I know what to do. I ain't giving my secrets. If you want my secrets, you can DM me. All right? <laughs> Enjoy today's episode. This is the Just Talk Pod. Always brought to you by the Sports on Tap. Visit thesportsontap.com. And before we get started, here's a quick word from one of our sponsors. Yay! Hello and welcome in today. This is the Just Talk Pod. If you're listening to the podcast, this is live on Twitter at Gijarjour. Or at Just Talk Pod, you'll see it there. Today's episode is jam packed. We had a great day yesterday of hoops, man. Luka Doncic literally had one of the most iconic playoff performances for a second year player in NBA history. Everyone who watched that just knew how special it was. It was a game for the ages, it was a game that we're going to always remember. So, as I'm just retweeting all this on um, Twitter, I just would like to let you know, if you are listening to the podcast, make sure you go because I will answer all comments on Twitter during the broadcast, and it's a lot of fun. I um, Between every segment, I will go ahead and just see what you're talking about, look at the comments and answer, and then in, on Thursdays, I also do Twitter where I will choose a bunch of tweets and talk about those. So today's podcast is going to be probably a 15, 20-minute one. It's not going to be too long. Um, we all know what happened in the world of hoops this weekend. The Lakers now have a 2-1 lead. 
Um, the Rockets and Thunders 2-1, they're playing right now, and the Rockets are, you know, have the lead. It seems like without Russell Westbrook, the Rockets might be playing a little bit better. Uh, we'll see. They'll definitely need him in later rounds. And we're going to be talking about Luka Doncic, obviously, and that's really going to be the majority of the show. And I know there's so much Luka Doncic like talk right now, and I'm sure within you know a week we'll start having Luka Doncic fatigue from a whole bunch of different people who are just probably like, oh my god, are, is this all every show is going to talk about is Luka Doncic? And you know what? Yeah, a lot of shows are going to talk about Luka Doncic because what Luka Doncic is doing is some of the. Uh, to be honest with you, some of the hardest stuff I've ever seen anyone at his age ever do. Luka Doncic is playing basketball at a level in the second year that people only like Magic Johnson have achieved. LeBron James didn't even achieve this at his age. And Luka has been pretty, you know, has been pretty lucky and fortunate that he used to play in Europe. And he's, you know, had that big stage moment. He's played professionally since a young age. So he's able to get those reps in so he's not like your traditional second year player but what he did yesterday and if you listen to this podcast you know what he did yesterday he makes a game-winning shot um first of all let's talk about that the, yesterday before the game even started everyone was wondering is Luka Doncic even going to play um and we got some breaking news on the podcast. It's 76ers just fired their coach and GM, and there were going to be a topic of today's show as well. So that that's a whole new coaching situation, GM situation, and it makes sense, right? I mean, Brett Brown was about time to go, but we'll get to that here shortly and react to that. In general here, Luka Doncic yesterday took over the game. He wasn't even supposed to play. He had a sprained ankle. People were saying it was a game-time decision. I always said he's going to play. There's no way he's going to miss a playoff game knowing what kind of competitor he was. And then Christoph Porzingis is a late scratch. who seems like he's always a late scratch. He's always hurt with something. So Luka had to do it, you know, not all himself. There's there's no I in team or whatever. But, you know, he did. He played a game where Luka took over the game in a way that most players his age would not be able to take over the game. And when he does that, here's the thing. As great as Luka Doncic was, as great as the way he played was, I thought it was kind of a coaching catastrophe by Doc Rivers. And, you know, Doc Rivers, since he's so nice to the media, doesn't really get much hate because he won a championship when when they stacked, you know, Garnett, Ray Allen, uh, Ray John Rondo, and Paul Pierce together. So no one really wants to give him flack, but the guy golfs more than he GMs, it feels like, and he, he talks more than he, than he makes adjustments. And I don't understand yesterday what they were doing with, at the end of the game. Every time um, they would get screened on Reggie Jackson and switch with Reggie Jackson and um, Kawhi Leonard or Paul George, whoever's guarding Luca, would not be guarding Luca all of a sudden. And if Kawhi and Paul George, who are elite defenders, are supposed to be elite defenders and are, you got to get you got to fight through that screen over and over and over again, especially at the end of a game. You cannot let Reggie Jackson switch on Luka Doncic and get a wide open shot. Not not wide open, but a step back that wasn't really that contested. It was it was to win the game. So I just don't think you can allow for those switches over again and over again and over again. And that's why I think Doc Rivers at times is an overrated coach. And I think Doc Rivers 
you know, like I said, because he's nice to the media and he had a great run with the Celtics where they won this championship, he gets a lot more respect and admiration than he may deserve. While Rick Carlisle on the other end, he won a championship with Dirk and he's been in Dallas, what feels like forever after a great stint in, I think he was either in Indiana or Detroit. I'm trying to remember this correctly. The guy's been a fantastic coach and he's one of the best in the league. And he really let Luca just go to work yesterday and let Luca do what Luca needed to do to put the game on his shoulders and win the basketball game. And, you know, I, I posed a couple questions on uh, Instagram about Luca, and it's like, how can this guy be a multiple time MVP winner? And I say, absolutely. The guy has it all. We're looking, there's moments, right? And this is one of those things you got to keep in mind. There are moments for every big player, for every big star, whether it's in football, basketball, baseball, whatever sport it may be. The moment of arrival, right? Not just arrival to the local fan base, but arrival to the country. And that's what Luca did yesterday. All the basketball heads, we knew Luca was good. All the casual fans probably knew Luca was good. But, man, yesterday he made an impact. It was like a holy shit moment. It was a moment where everyone was like, man, this is Luka, Luka Doncic. And the scream and the yell. The only thing that didn't make give that moment justice was not having fans. If that would have been a home game, Luka would have turned around, yelled at the fan base in Dallas, and they would have embraced him. And he would have been a maverick legend for life. And he will be. But that was a moment where, like, man, fans would have been splendid. So I was thinking during the game, watching Luca just go off and people slandered DeAndre Ayton all over Twitter because, you know, the Suns took him first over Luka Doncic. And honestly, I don't want to slander the Suns or DeAndre Ayton much because he was he was he's a good player. I think he's the first rookie in his a second rookie or second player ever to average 19 and 11 in his first two years since Shaq. So that's pretty good company. And I just think it's crazy that the Kings took Marvin Bagley at number two. And then the Hawks had the audacity to be like, yeah, we'll trade with Dallas. Let Dallas come and take and we'll take Trey up. It's it's baffling to me how teams and GMs think. Like the whole entire league is looking for the next Steph Curry and the next guy who's going to be Steph Curry. And the next guy is going to be shoot threes at an abnormal rate and win championships and win MVPs. And really, it's just Steph. Like, I know um, James Harden shoots a lot of threes, right? It's not like Steph. Um, it feels like the Hawks were just looking for the next Steph Curry when they went and traded for their all their assets to go and get, get out of that spot for Luka and take, um, take Trey Young. And the thing here is, which really frustrates me, is that the Suns, who would who had the first pick, I know I said I'm not going to slander Aiton because I think Aiton's going to be a really good player, and I actually think taking Aiton over the likes of Marvin Bagley, over the likes of um, Trey Young, was the right choice. And I mean, you will go look back at drafts, right? The the Rockets took Hakeem Olajuwon one, Sam Bowie went two, Michael Jordan went three. And that draft was great. Um, the Rockets probably would have been much, probably in better situation historically if they took Michael Jordan, but there's not a wrong pick to take Hakeem Lajuan. And I kind of feel like that's where it's going to be with the uh, Dallas Mavericks and Phoenix Suns, where the Suns took eight and one and instead of taking Donkic, but they didn't make a disaster pick. 
Now, the thing with that pick, though, which makes me completely confused, was they actually went and hired Luka Doncic's coach at um, Real Madrid and then didn't take Luka Doncic. So, I, I mean, when they hired him, it was like, okay, they're taking Luka. And then, you know, people want to say, oh, Devin Booker, Luka, would they work together? Yeah, you know what? Talent works together at the end of the day. But for today's podcast, um, what I wanted to do, and this is kind of what like the main part of the podcast is, is I want to talk about the 10 worst draft mistakes in NBA history. Now, I might have forgot a few of them, and you might go back to me. 1963, uh, George Mikan was taken uh, after Lou Williams or uh, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not worried about that. These are people I know, people I thought of, like people I didn't have to like you know, go look at record books and be like, oh, in 1936, this happened. And I know basketball. And now people be like, oh, basketball wasn't playing in 1936. I know. <laughs> but here's the thing. We're going to go through the top 10 draft mistakes. I put Luca at number seven. He's going to probably end up in the top three or four, probably fourth or fifth, maybe even. But right now it's just early because like, let's just say um, there's still time, right? So we're just, this is like ranking as of today. So right now we're going to go through this. The top 10 picks draft mistakes in NBA history. Number 10. In 2011, the Sacramento T Kings with the 10th pick took Jimmer Ferdet, and with the 11th pick, the Golden State Warriors took Klay Thompson. Now, part of me wonders if Jimmer Ferdet went 11th and was on the Golden State Warriors and was able to be the second splash brother to, to Steph Curry, what kind of career would he have had? I know he's not going to be that defender that Klay is, not that personality that Clay is, um, like, you know, that sub surreal, sub-real sub and quiet and all that. But Jimmer Ferdet over Clay Thompson, the Kings got to be kicking themselves, right? Uh, Clay Thompson, I think, has been the most underrated player in the NBA for multiple years. I know he's going to come back from his torn ACL, and I think he's still going to be fantastic. He's maybe the second greatest shooter of all time after his teammate, Steph Curry. And I think the Kings passing over Clay, they had the right idea. Let's go get a shooter in Jimmer Fredette, but they just took the wrong shooter. So that's my number 10. The Sacramento Kings took Clay Thompson. I mean, Jimmer Fredette over Clay Thompson. Number nine, the Blazers, by the way, you'll see them a lot on this list. Um, three times to be exact. The Blazers trade out the spot to take Chris Paul and go take Marvin Williams. I mean, all Marvin Williams was from the Northwest, so that's probably what they were thinking. Man, Northwest kid, let's get the guy from Seattle, just bring him down the road. Marvin Williams at number six, and you have a chance to pair, I think, Chris Paul there with Brandon Roy. That's a colossal mistake if you're the Blazers. Number eight, Kawhi Leonard traded to the Spurs for, um, for George Hill. This one would be way higher up on the list if Kawhi stayed with the Spurs and had his like the bulk of his career of his um, – prime B in San Antonio. Um, he had a couple good years in San Antonio. He won a championship in San Antonio. He's not been a bad San Antonio spur or anything like that, but I'm just saying his prime part of his career wasn't there. But on draft night, the Pacers traded George Hill for George Hill by giving up Kawhi Leonard. One, two. Okay. I might have more than 10. It might be 11. So honorable mention. The Jimmy for that one was honorable mention. Darko Milicek over, over Melo. Pretty simple, man. The Pistons could have had Melo. Melo could have joined a championship team right away. 
Instead, he took a par- project in Darko Milicek, who Larry Brown didn't want to play or deal with in the beginning. And you wonder what would have happened to Melo if he had Larry Brown as his head coach? Would he have also rode the bench and kind of lost confidence and never been a really good player? I don't know. Melo doesn't seem like the type of guy who's going to lose confidence just because he got benched by his head coach. But these are things we will never really know. But Darko over Melo has always been a bad pick. Number seven, Luca. I put Luca at seven right now. Um, God, man, I, I went through everything there. I think it was a colossal mistake for the Kings, a colossal mistake for the Hawks, and a bad mistake for the Phoenix Suns, but not colossal. Number six, Greg Oven, Odin over Kevin Durant. Poor Blazers, man. Like, they can't catch a break. And Brandon Roy also is hurt, didn't finish up his career well. And But Odin over Durant is always going to be one of those things. Like One of the biggest draft busts at number one overall is Greg Odin. And it was a draft bust more because of injury rather than because of talent. Number five, the Sonics trade Scottie Pippen on draft night for Olden Polonese. This, you wonder what would have happened to the Chicago Bulls dynasty if they did not trade for Scottie Pippen and let's say they kept Olden Polonese and they never really hit a second star with Michael Jordan because the where they got Pippen, they they took a flyer on Pippen. They made a good and savvy trade for Pippen and they won championships due to Michael Jordan, but it would maybe never have happened without Scottie Pippen. Number four, the Bucks trade Dirk Nowitzki to Dallas for Robert Trailer and Pat Garrity on draft night. You know it's bad when the biggest haul in the trade is tra- uh, a guy named Robert Tractor Trailer, and the reason he's called Tractor Trailer is because he's so fat. So that's never a good thing there. Um, number three, Johnny Flynn over Steph Curry. Uh, man, the Timberwolves passed up on Steph Curry for Johnny Flynn from Syracuse. Just t- think of that. And on draft night, it seemed absurd. Like, why is Steph falling so much? And then he kept falling, and then Golden State just swooped him up. I mean, two of these on the list, the Jimmer Fredette over Clay Thompson and the Johnny Flynn over Steph altered multiple, multiple championships. Even the Odin over Durant. Who knows if Durant would have stayed in Portland and never joined the Warriors. We don't We don't know exactly what it, the part of his career is going to be. Number two, the Lakers trade for Kobe Bryant to Charlotte for Vladi Divac. This was kind of cheating, I feel like, in a way. Because I don't think Kobe would have played in Charlotte. I think he had his mind set that he was going to the Lakers and he wanted to be an L.A. guy. So maybe it's unfair. But at the end of the day, it happened. So it, it deserves some fame. And number one, Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan. Another Portland Trailblazers take another big man and pass up on a guard who turns out to be the greatest basketball player in history. Poor Portland fan. Just imagine if the, they, the, if the Blazers drafted Chris Paul drafted Kevin Durant, and during their years, they drafted Michael Jordan over Sam Bowie. History, even the city of Portland would be known more known internationally. History would have been written completely differently. But they had Clyde Drexler. They didn't need Michael Jordan, is what they said. All right, so the Sixers have fired everyone. I'm just going to give them a two-minute, one-minute thought here. Um, and then I'm going to recap the top 10. Actually, let's recap the top 10 first real quick on what are I thought were the 10 biggest draft busts in NBA history. So the 10 biggest draft busts, sorry, 
the top 10 biggest draft mistakes in NBA history. Tied for number 10 is the Kings took Jimmer Fredette over Clay Thompson and the Blazers trade out of a spot for Chris Paul to go take Marvin Williams. Then we got Kawhi Leonard traded to the Spurs from the Pacers for George Hill. Darko over Carmelo. The Luka Doncic trade, I explained it all why, but that's number seven right now. Odin over Durant. Number six, the Sonics trade Pippen for Olden Polonese. Huge mistake. Made multiple dynasties out of the Chicago Bulls. The Bucks trade Dirk for Dirk Nowitzki. The Bucks trade Dirk Nowitzki to Dallas for Robert Trailer and Pat Garrity. Johnny Flynn over Steph Curry. Kobe Bryant traded to the Lakers from the Charlotte Hornets. And of course, the worst draft mistake of all time, the Portland Trailblazers took Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan. Unbelievable. All right, so the so the Sixers have cleaned house. Um, colossal, man. If you actually think about this, it's it's really big. The Sixers have been a complete and utter shit show. They did the process for so many years to end up with Simmons and Embiid. Embiid looks tired, can't run for more than a half. Simmons can't shoot or can't stay healthy. He plays great defense, and he's a really good player. But I guess now whoever comes in as a new GM and new head coach is really going to have to figure out what they want to do with this team. Do you want, do you trade MB? Do you trade Simmons? Do you try to make it work. My initial thoughts is they're going to try to make it work with one more year. You're going to bring in a GM and you're going to bring a head coach and both of them are going to think, Hey, I can make this work. I can make Simmons and Embiid mesh. And it was a head coaching problem. So they'll probably give it a year and then they're going to realize, no, it wasn't a head coaching mistake. These two don't work together and that's what's going to happen. Now, Elton Brand has been a disaster. He's a very smart guy. Elton Brand has always been great. I've always been a fan of Elton Brand. But, I mean, he inherited the same hinky uh, draft picks and all that, and it turned out, you know, it's right. They got two building blocks, but you can't pay Tobias Harris that much money. It's a mistake. The, you didn't re-sign Jimmy Butler. I don't, couldn't convince him to re-sign. That's a mistake. And you, the team's just not built right. You give Al Horford a shit ton of money. Why? Because he plays like Elton Brand, kind of. So Elton Brand's like, oh, this guy's great. So in general, disaster by Elton Brand. He deserves to be fired. I don't know if he's going to have a different role in the organization because he's a really smart guy and he's a really good guy. So I don't know if he'd be like player personnel or have another role in the front office. And that's all really for today. So I recap those top 10. Make sure you listen to me and my brother's podcast. With that being said, podcast will be live Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from 11 o'clock to between 11 at 11 o'clock to either 11 30, 12 o'clock talking sports. Check that out. You're really going to enjoy that show. Subscribe to the podcast. And as always, I say, tell this, tell like three or four people about the show. It really helps. Thank you for listening. This has been sports on tap and this has been sports radio redefined. Oh, thank you.